Thank you for joining us. In this podcast, we are real people talking about real things, child abuse and neglect, a topic that is all too often left in the shadows of silence, leaving survivors alone, fearful, and oftentimes without a voice. We're having conversations to become louder than silence. It is here where we will invite you to join us and be the change needed to end child abuse and neglect. Good morning. I am Lori Poland. I'm the Executive Director of the National Foundation and Child Abuse and Neglect. And I'm Dick Krugman. I'm a pediatrician and the chair of the board of the National Foundation to End Child Abuse and Neglect. And today you are with us on our podcast for EndCAN, and we will be talking today about how Dick and I met back in 1983. So in 1983, I was a three-year-old a little girl who had been uh, kidnapped from my front yard and severely abused and placed in the pit of an outhouse toilet. I was there for three and a half days, and on the fourth day I was found by bird watchers and reunited with my family. A few days later, I was taken to the police department and sat behind a two-way mirror where I, um, I saw a lineup of 10 different men who came in and stepped forward and would say, um, get into the car. And on the fourth man, uh, that was my abductor. And I was able to identify and say, mommy, that's the bad man that hurt me. And they had videotaped my identification of him. And so the police department took this video over to the Kemp Center, which is where Dick worked, and um, asked them a few questions. And I'll let Dick share that part of the story. Uh, just to put into context, the whole city of Denver had been riveted uh, on the disappearance of Lori uh, from her front yard uh, on that warm day in uh, August. And uh, when she had been found, uh, it was on television. And uh, I was director of the Kemp Center. Uh, we, uh, we were doing child abuse work. And a child psychiatrist who I had recruited from England, and I, uh, and Don Bross, who was, our pediatrician, who was our pediatric lawyer, were all watching as Lori was taken into uh, the St. Anthony's Hospital emergency room. About a half hour late, later, uh, the head of the emergency room, who I knew actually, came out and said, good news, uh, she's going to do well. Uh, she wasn't sexually abused. Uh, she's dehydrated. She has some uh, chemical burns, but she's going to be better. And the whole city was sort of rejoicing. Uh, at the Kemp Center, where we knew that uh, most people didn't kidnap three-year-olds uh, just to toss them in an outhouse, we thought, well, gosh, that's great. Maybe, 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 maybe that's a terrific outcome. Two days later, the Sheridan Police Department brought us a videotape, and it's, as Lori said, it's when she sitting in her mom's lap and uh, the fourth guy stepped forward and uh, she said, mommy, that's him. That's the bad man who put me in the hole. And the question the police had was, is she reliable? Can a three-year-old be uh, telling the truth about that? We said, uh, that's reliable, no question about it, uh, but uh, it's not admissible in court. 
Uh, and they said, well, what would you need to have it be admissible in court? And they said, well, we would actually need uh, a videotape deposition ultimately, uh, but we should start with just uh, uh, an interview with Lori uh, on videotape so we can uh, sort out what happened. David Jones, who was the child psychiatrist I had recruited from England, uh, interviewed Laurie for 45 minutes, uh, and we did this on Labor Day uh, that year in 1983 because it was very quiet. I ran the video camera. Uh, her parents waited outside uh, in our waiting room, and uh, she played out precisely over the 45 minutes everything that happened to her from the time she was playing in the front yard to when he kidnapped her to what he did to being in the hole, to having uh, the nice woman find her, to the man who came down and pulled her out. And it was absolutely clear that she knew precisely what was going on. We told that to the police and the uh, uh, district attorneys. And uh, basically, uh, they took it from there. Later, uh, there was an actual videotape deposition where uh, her assailant's lawyer got to cross-examine her uh, through David. Uh, Lori was a little irritated with that process uh, because she thought she'd been asked the questions over and over again. But she absolutely uh, specifically identified the individual who had kidnapped her uh, and talked about uh, what, what had happened and what he had done. When his attorney saw this tape, he said, we're gonna take a plea bargain. Uh, we don't wanna to go to trial. Uh, and the next thing that happened was uh, he, he actually pled guilty and had to write out his elocution of what he said happened. And his elocution could have been subtitles on the 45 minute uh, video that David had done with Lori. For about a year, uh, Lori came uh, to the center with her family. We were providing support to her family, as well as uh, David providing uh, uh, counseling for her. Uh, I became her pediatrician for a couple of years until she got different insurance. And one day uh, when she was four, she walked into the Kemp Center. Uh, David and I were standing there. She pointed at him and said, you're my talking doctor. And then she pointed at me and said, you're my real doctor. And then she looked back at David and said, I'm done talking. And David said, that's fine, Lori. Uh, you, you're doing very well. And anytime you want to talk with me again, uh, you can call me. Uh, the next time, uh, I saw Lori after that particular year, it was once for a checkup when she was five. Then I didn't see her again until 1998. Uh, she was at that time 18, a senior in high school, and I had become dean of the School of Medicine. And at four in the afternoon, I got a call from my secretary who said, there's a young woman named Lori on the phone. Do you want to talk with her? Uh, and I picked up the phone and it was Lori and she told me she was doing a term paper on child abuse. 
and uh, could she come and ask me some questions? When do you want to come? I said, and she said, uh, would four o'clock Wednesday be okay? And I looked at my calendar and I had a meeting with the chancellor about uh, moving our campus to Fitzsimmons. And I said, perfect, that's a great time. Uh, and she came in at four o'clock. She had 19 questions written out on a piece of paper. It took about 20 minutes for us to get through the list and talk. And at the end, she looked up at me and she said, you know, my mom told me that you and Dr. Jones saved my life and I just wanted to say thank you. Well, uh, we both got a little uh, teary. Uh, it's not often in uh, pediatrics that you have that situation where a decade or two later, a patient comes back to thank you. Uh, but I decided we needed to talk with David. Uh, he was back in England. It was nearly midnight there. Uh, but we gave him a call, and uh, he and Laurie got to catch up for about 45 minutes. And he was actually pleased to hear from her. After that, we saw each other in 2002 with the International Society for the Prevention of Child Abuse and Neglect had its uh, meeting in Denver. And uh, David actually came, and we had a little reunion at that time. And then uh, I, I didn't see Lori much until she was uh, an intern at the Kemp Center, and I was the dean of the medical school still. Uh, came back, uh, and uh, we talked, and in 2014, after she had uh, gotten her counseling degree and after she had started her practice, uh, I was ready to step down as dean. And uh, we had a conversation at that time as well. Should yeah. I stop there? No, I mean, I guess I can just kind of take it from there. And, and so those conversations led to um, Dick and I ultimately deciding to work together um, at the National Foundation to End Child Abuse and Neglect. And we'll have our next podcast on how ENDCAN came about. So be sure to tune in um, on our next podcast. And thanks so much for joining us today. That's the history of Lori and Dick. Have a great day. Take care. Bye-bye. I want to thank each of you again for joining us today and listening in. If you or someone you know is being abused, please call 1-800-4-A-CHILD. To learn more about ENDCAN, visit www.endcan.org or find us on all social media platforms. Join us in being louder than silence and being a part of the change. Please leave a comment, like our podcast, or share with your friends. The more the word spreads, the more of a collective impact we can have. If you have a question or you know someone who would want to be a guest on our podcast, please contact be the change at endcan.org. Thanks again and have a great day.